Well, shake it up, baby, now. Twist and shout. Twist and shout. Twist and shout. Come, come on, on, come on, come on, come on, baby, now. <laughs> Go on and work it on out. Work it on out. We'll work it on out, honey. You know you look so good. You uh-huh. know you got me going now, just like I know you would. Welcome back to Fearless with Mark and Amber, the intersection of faith, family, and filmmaking. If you are new and just joining us today, welcome. We are a husband and wife filmmaking team on a mission to share the truth and the gospel wherever we go. So welcome to the show. Here we are, back again, getting ever closer to Christmas. Oh, Christmas. It's it's the happiest time of the year. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I'm glad for a happy time of the year. I am too. Everybody else needs to be glad and happy. Except I'm not happy about our Christmas lights. Don't get me started. Does anybody else have this problem? (laughs) I just wonder. We have this pandemic of icicle lights that we cannot get. To, but I did notice when when I took the girls to school this morning that the one the strand that was out on the top top was back on again. Okay, these are brand new icicle lights. Okay, icicle lights that we hang because we're kind of lame about our exterior lighting. Christmas I wouldn't lighting. say lame. I mean, at least we took the initiative and actually got some up. Well, uh, yeah, because last year we didn't. Yeah. So, but we put the icicle lights up, and these are brand new strands. And we get, we get them put up, and there's sections, whole sections just that just don't even work. <laughs> some of the strand is on, some of it's not. So uh, whatever. So we're trying. We yeah. really are trying to be festive, but they're not cooperating. So I forgot to open and say, you know, we're talking about generational perspective here today. Mm-hmm. Generational divides, if you mm-hmm. will. Oh, but first. Oh, first. But first. Speaking of Christmas, yes, let's do a Christmas giveaway. Okay, it's a it's it's another trivia, and what you're going to receive is the book and DVD of Inwood Drive signed it's book. Well, signed, signed book and DVD, the Christmas set. So you get the bundle, and right now on the website, valued at thirty five dollars. That's right. If you don't happen to win, you can buy it at the. Bargain price of $35. That's right. And so if you have pro-life friends, yes, I mean, they, they would love this gift from you. Mm-hmm. And you could say, I thought of you. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you don't want it yourself, you yeah. have a pro-life friend. Hey. So are you ready for the trivia question? I'm ready. Okay. This is, it's, it's going to require a little bit of, a little bit of searching. Do I know this? I don't know. Probably not. Because okay. you'd have to look this up. So. <laughs> I do research all day long. Okay. So, according to the Internet Movie Database. Uh-huh. IMDb. IMDb. How many movie versions of A Christmas Carol. Oh, my word. I knew you were going to say that. Have been made. Now, this does not include television. Does it include cartoons? Yes. Okay. Okay. It has to be has to be a, a movie. That story has been done over and over and over. So the question is, how many times? How many, according to the IMDb? How many different versions of the Christmas story? Right. Or- not not including tele- episodic television. How many version? How many versions of a Christmas Carol? A Christmas Carol have been made into a movie. Right. Oh okay. my goodness. 
So the first I couldn't one even guess to answer on that. That's like counting jelly beans in the jar. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I looked at it. It was more than I thought. Oh my I'll goodness. Say that. It's one of my favorite Christmas movies, but you know, a couple of weeks ago we were looking for Christmas. Well, which movies. version is your right. favorite? My favorite version is there are two. I like the one with George C. Scott, mm-hmm. and I like the one with um, Patrick Stewart. Okay. And. And then that's that's where you draw the line. I, you know, there's there's just so many, and I admittedly I have not watched. I've only watched those two and maybe one other i think wasn't there one wasn't there a newer one that came out and wasn't jim carrey scrooge or, or what wasn't um, wasn't there one i, I maybe don't it was know. called something else i don't know if it was that i might be confusing Ugh. that with lemony snicket i have no idea he might have played scrooge i don't know but that's that's the whole point. How many? Uh-huh. How many is too many? Okay. I, I love. I love the the story. So okay, back to generational perspective. Okay, and how did this conversation come about? So this come came about because we've been having so many discussions as we've researched the mind polluters, mm-hmm. having so many discussions about how all of this, uh, all of this has come about in our school systems, and in order to understand that. You have to understand the history of not only the education system, but the history of our culture. Right. And generation by generation, how this this downward progression mm-hmm. has gone. And so you've done some interesting research coming up with uh, – you kind of stumbled into – Oh my gosh, you guys. Some legal analysis here. So I was, when doing research for the Mind Polluters, and those of you who don't know, it's it's about the his, basically the history of and where this comprehensive sex education and social emotional learning came from. Mm-hmm. This is really, really scary stuff that is in our school systems, and it's just getting worse. Um, but something I came across, because I thought, when did we take... When did we start teaching evolution? And I, I don't know. You know, I was just sitting and, and every day, you know, Mark and I sit down and we read our Bibles. We pray about our day and in the direction we're supposed to go and what we're supposed to be doing. But I was praying one morning last week and I was like, you know, when did when did evolution get introduced? I mean, we know Charles Darwin and, you know, mm-hmm. but when did that actually when did that actually become an issue for the school systems, because everything we see today, you know, I, I feel so sad for kids who don't understand that they're uniquely created. There will never again be another person ever to walk the face of this earth that's like them. We are all unique. Scripture tells us we're unique mm-hmm. and we are made in the Lord's image. But I think so many kids are missing that and don't understand. And they're so confused mm-hmm. because evolution or naturalism does not teach that. It teaches that you are nothing special. You right. are just here by random chance. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing special. Or there's nothing unique about you. And and random chance could just as easily have deleted you as, as put you here on this earth, which is why that worldview so prevalently accepts things like abortion. Yeah. If you're, if there's nothing special, well then you can, you can see why, they can look at the 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 miracle of life and say it's nothing special. Mm-hmm. It's just random chance and a blob. Right. 
Go ahead. Okay, so so I I just I just Google searched and came across Scope's trial, and so then I I checked out. It, there's actually a a audiobook, a, a play based on the trial um, documents. Mm-hmm. So this was transcripts. An, this was an actual court case 1925 in in Dayton, Tennessee. Okay. And the so the Scopes trial is also known as the Scopes Monkey Trial and it was 1925 prosecution of a science teacher John Scopes for teaching evolution in a Tennessee public school which a recent bill had made illegal which was the Butler Act um, said that you couldn't teach evolution. Mm-hmm. So so that generation still had a very creation worldview foundation of scripture mm-hmm. in society try to imagine that it is so where, foreign to us where, now where god-fearing men and women were the majority not mm-hmm. the minority mm-hmm. when you look at today oh pff, forget it mm-hmm. um so the the trial it was viewed as an opportunity to challenge the constitutionality of the butler act and to publicly advocate for the legitimacy of Darwin's theory of evolution and to enhance the profile of the American Civil Liberties Union. So what I found out about that. So like, stop, because I thought, what in the world are they talking about? So the American Civil Liberty Union ran an ad in newspapers all across America saying they would defend anyone who was willing to challenge the Butler Act. Mm -hmm. So in the town, you know, unfortunately, they wanted the publicity and found John Scopes, who taught math. And I don't I'm not sure if he actually taught science. So this guy, so this teacher, it wasn't that he had a grievance. It's that he responded to an ad. Right. He responded to the ad just much like, oh, my goodness. And when I read this, I couldn't help but think of Norma McCorvey Mm -hmm. with Roe v. Wade. Exactly what happened with Roe v. Wade. Yes. They were looking for a pregnant woman who was who, you know, because in in the end, if if, those of you who know the Roe v. Wade, you know, the landmark Supreme Court case Mm -hmm. about abortion, you know, she those attorneys she ne- never actually wanted an abortion. They just wanted somebody who would say that they wanted an abortion. So she, she, bas- she basically and, lied. I and mean, she never actually had an and abortion. And she never actually had an abortion. Mm-hmm. And so, and these these lawyers that she went with, um, they didn't actually help her either. It Not wasn't until after the trial and after they had won, you know, they had gotten what they needed from her just yep. to be... The scapegoat, the, the person, not the scapegoat, um, but just the person to take take the case. Right. Because you got to have you got, you have to have someone that you can put in there as the victim, as right. the plaintiff. And, and Norma that, needed Norma needed money. Right. And and so she was she was willing. So anyway, so I just coming to this this scopes trial and I thought here again, the ACLU comes in and says, let's challenge the God fearing. Mm hmm. And that's exactly what they did. And actually, the um, prosecution, the defense, just listening to it, I mean, so basically challenged the prosecution on their knowledge of scripture and interpretation and basically humiliated the guy. And that's where it really became. So so in the end, it stood. The guy, John Scopes, was charged $100. But both sides claimed that they won. And, you know, in reality, it just set such a such a precedent. Well, and I think they filed an appeal. Right. And it went to the state Supreme Court. Right. 
they wanted it to go all the way to the Supreme to the the U.S. Supreme Court, but it mm-hmm. didn't make it that far. So, so it's a good introduction to this discussion about the generational, I guess, generational divides, <clears throat> and as we're looking at that, and that's so that's nearly a hundred years ago, and so just looking at that, that a hundred years ago, creation was still taught in school. Mm-hmm. Public schools. Public school. Yeah. And did that mean everyone was a Christian? No. No, but they taught the the Ten Commandments and Mm -hmm. the Golden Rule and they prayed and, you know. And people knew who God God is. And we were still a, by and large, a God-fearing nation. So I, I made some notes here and then I've got some other stuff to share. So... Um, just speaking of generations, so just thinking of my own family, my grandfather's generation. So my, my mom's dad, mm-hmm. his name was Irwin Boyer, and he was in the Marines in World War II, fought on Iwo Jima. So my grandfather's generation, uh, speaking of war, because war is a good uh, thermometer, I think, for generations and how they deal with it. Mm-hmm. To my grandfather's generation, war was in another land. It was your duty to go and fight and serve to protect your nation and freedom. Okay? Mm-hmm. To my father's generation, <clears throat> now, my, just as a disclaimer, my father, uh, was part of this generation, but he was not a hippie or a war protester or anything. Um, he did not have to go to Vietnam because he was in school in college studying engineering. And so Mm -hmm. if you were, if you were in that, uh, environment, then you didn't get drafted. So to my father's generation, war was in another land it was your duty to burn your draft card and protest the war while embracing the very ideals of the enemies in foreign lands that your nation was fighting against. In other words, embracing communist ideals, socialist mm-hmm. ideals. Do right? we That's, see? Okay, so how many? So how many generations removed are we here? So just one. Right. So that's my grandfather's generation to my father's generation. So World War Two to Vietnam. Mm-hmm. All right. Our generation. So we are both technically in what's called Generation X. Mm-hmm. Right? Gen X, what were we always called? The forgotten. The forgotten or the nothing or generation. Or the nothing generation. The oh, yeah. nothing generation. I, I, always, appre- I always appreciated that. <laughs> to our generation, war was something that we watched on CNN. Mm-hmm. It was in some other country. We didn't have to go if we didn't want to. Mm-hmm. To our children's generations... So this would be Generation Y and Generation Z. Mm-hmm. Millennials. Mm, millennials and, and uh, no, there's Millennials and then Gen Y and then Gen Z. Oh, okay. Millennials are in their early 30s now, I think. To our children's generation, war is something that they see clips of on YouTube. Uh, if you search for a few minutes, you can find videos of people being burned alive or beheaded or even stoned. 
you can share it with your friends and make memes about it and then go back to your video game. So just in thinking about how generate the generational shift, I always, I, I like to put it in, in perspective of big life changing events to our generation. And we can speak more, you know, obviously more to our generation, Gen X. Mm -hmm. I remember being in high school when the Gulf War happened and everyone was convinced that there was going to be another draft and that this was the beginning of Armageddon. Mm. And then it didn't really happen. That war was over in less than a month and none of us got drafted. And then when we went into our young adult lives, then 9-11 happened. And 9-11 brought war to us, but we never really saw who the bad guys were. It wasn't tanks and mm -hmm. weapons. It was, it was buildings crashing to the ground and then all of our freedoms taken away. Francis Schaeffer, who's, uh, he was a very prolific writer in the 50s, 60s, 70s. We've talked about him many times on this show. He, one of the, one of the best books that he wrote, I think is called, how should we then live the rise and decline of Western thought and culture. Mm -hmm. And he and his son, Frankie, uh, made a 10 part film series based on the book. And so I have the book and we have the film series and it's all about well how, about hard copies remember right we are all about hard <laughs> copies the the film series in the book are all about how the state of morality in a culture can be seen as it's reflected in the art mm -hmm. the art of the culture and the film series is fascinating because he starts all the way at ancient Rome mm -hmm. and brings it all the way up through, it was in the early eighties, I think is when the, the film was released. And so, but he, he shows not only through, you know, paintings and sculptures, but then music mm -hmm. of the time and, and talking about why it was the way it was and what its meaning was. And so I thought, well, wouldn't this be interesting? So speaking of our generational shift, so I started going back and, and finding lyrics to songs. Oh my. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I have a few to share. So let's go all the way back to my grandfather's generation. This is 1941. Mm -hmm. Okay. And this is, I, I just did a search for most popular songs of each era. Mm -hmm. So this is a song called God Bless the Child by Billie Holiday, 1941. I'm not going to read all of it, but let me just read a little bit. Them that's got shall have, them that's not shall lose. So the Bible said, and it still is news, mama may have, papa may have, but God bless the child that's got his own, that's got his own. Yes, the strong gets more while the weak ones fade. Empty pockets don't ever make the grade. Mama may have, Papa may have, but God bless the child that's got his own. Money, you've got lots of friends crowding round the door. When you're gone, spending ends. They don't come no more. Rich relations give crust of bread and such. You can help yourself, but don't take too much. Mama may have, Papa may have, but God bless the child that's got his own. Mm. 1941. So that's while the war is going on. And that was one of the 
most popular songs of the era. Mm -hmm. So, let's fast forward then. Ooh. <laughs> I've, I've seen some of today's most popular songs. Yeah, well, we'll get to that. Ooh. We'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> I don't think we can even read those. Anyway, go ahead. No. Okay, so let's fast forward. So that was 41. <laughs> let's go to 1956. Okay. Okay, so this is almost 20 years. Okay. Yeah. Um, let me see if you can guess the song. Okay. Okay. Well, since my baby left me, well, I found a new place to dwell. It's down at the end of Lonely Street at Heartbreak Hotel. <laughs> yeah, Elvis Presley! Where I'll be, I'll be so lonely, baby. Well, I'm so lonely. I'll be so lonely I could die. Although it's always crowded, you still can find some room for broken-hearted lovers to cry there in their gloom. Now the bellhops' tears keep flowing and the desk clerks dressed in black while well, they've been so long on Lonely Street, they'll never, never look back. <laughs> it's Elvis Presley. That was one of his most famous, one of his most popular songs, mm -hmm. 1956. So one of the things that you notice is that, you know, um, the lyrics of songs, they always reflect deep emotion. Mm -hmm. So the first one, you know, Billie Holiday, she's singing about, I don't know if she wrote the song, but uh, she is singing about what she sees as the disparity in culture. Mm -hmm. Elvis, this is just a love song. This is, you know, singing about having heartbreak. Yeah. Right? It's, it's, a, <laughs> it's a great song. Everybody knows it. Um, there's nothing about it other than it's just, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. right? Nothing political or anything like that. All right. Let's fast forward again. Let's go to the 60s. Okay. All right. Um, 1961. See if you can name the group. Okay. Well, shake it up, baby. Now, twist and shout. Twist and shout. Twist and shout. Come, come, on, on, come on, on, come on, come on, come on, baby. Now, <laughs> go on and work <laughs> it on out. Work it on out. We'll work it on out, honey. You know you look so good. You uh -huh. know you got me going now, just like I know you would. Uh -huh. The Beatles, mm -hmm. right? Nineteen sixty-one. <laughs> Again, I know there's, I know there's a bazillion other Beatles songs that that you could say are more uh, indicative of that era of music. I just picked the one that I liked. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a huge Beatles fan, but that song I know, and Gen Xers know because of a movie we've referenced in this podcast before, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh yes, right. Yes, and to a lot of Gen Xers, they th we thought that. That that was an original song to the movie. <laughs> like our kids today when the Trolls cartoon. Right. Like, what is that song that they... Oh, shoot. I don't know. I just. I mean, I can give you another example. Oh, Lips, Funky Town. Oh, Funky Town. Uh, yes. <laughs> Lips, Inc. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's a new song, Mom. We're like, uh... No, they're like, how do you know that? Uh, <laughs> the album. Well, to show how ignorant I was, I remember when Wayne's World came out. And Bohemian Rhapsody, and I, it took me several months before I realized that Bohemian Rhapsody had been around for a long time, and it wasn't actually original <laughs> <Queen>. to, <laughs> to Wayne's World. <laughs> all right, so that's in the 60s, all right? Um, now let's fast forward to more our generation. Now we're in the Gen X, okay? 1988, all right? Now listen, not a dime. I can't pay my rent. I can barely make it through the week. Saturday night, I'd like to make my girl... But right now I can't make ends meet. I'm always working, saving, slaving every day. Got to get away from the same old, same old. I need a chance just to get away. 
If you could hear me think, this is what I'd say. I have no idea. Don't need nothing but a good time. How can I resist? Oh, don't need nothing <laughs> but a good right. time. Ain't looking for nothing but a good time. Oh, and yeah. it don't get better than this. They say I spend my money on women and wine, but I couldn't tell you where I spent last night. I'm really sorry about the shape I'm in. I just like my fun every now and then. And that's sad. And I, and mm-hmm. I, I knew the... Oh my goodness! Well, I, I know the I know the song by heart, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is the stuff we listen to. Yeah, this is '88. So for me, I was I was in junior high. Well, yeah, name the artist, name the group. Poison. There you go. Okay. Uh, last verse of the of this. You see, I raise a toast to all of us who are breaking our backs every day. If wanting the good life is such a crime, Lord, then put me away. Here's to you. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> I want to say deep lyrics, but it's really not. It's no. ju- it's a party song, but it's that glam rock. Mm-hmm. It's very, very uh, representative of that. Mm-hmm. 1988. Now, bubbling under the surface in this parallel world in that same. Grunge. Now, let's talk about 1989. Oh, yeah. Okay, you're ready for this. Um, I'm just going to read. Is that where you're going with it? Is, yeah. is the grunge? Yeah. The, okay. All right, I'm just going to start reading the lyrics, and then you can tell me the name of the song okay. and the artist. God money, I'll do anything for you. God money, just tell me what you want me to. God money, nail me up against the wall. God money, don't want everything he wants at all. No, you can't take it. No, you can't take it. No, you can't take that away from me. Repeats. Head like a hole, black as your soul. I'd rather die than give you control. Head like Yikes. a hole, black as a, your soul. I'd rather die than give you control. Chorus. Bow down before the one you serve. Oh, my word. Bow down <laughs> before the one yep. you serve. Oh, my word. You're, you're going to get what you deserve. God money's not looking for the cure. God money's not concerned about the sick among the pure. God money, let's go dancing on the backs of the bruised. God, God money's not one to choose. Yikes. Can you name the artist? I can't. I know the song. I know the song. Nine Inch mm-hmm. Nails. Nine, Nine Inch Nails. Yes, I can. <laughs> right? Head Like a Hole. <laughs> yeah. 1989. They, um, weren't, they weren't big in my collection, so. <laughs> no, I I, I, they, I wasn't. A, <laughs> but I, I, I did just think about it. Yeah, I didn't really listen to that stuff. I was still into the, the glam rock. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. Um, interesting to note. Well, I'll come back to this. All right. Same. Let's go just. Just a few years forward now, 1991. Load up on guns, bring your friends. It's fun to lose and to pretend. She's overboard and self-assured. Oh no, I know a dirty word. With the lights out, it's less dangerous. Here we are now, entertain us. Oh, that's Nirvana. That's Nirvana. I feel stupid and contagious. Here we are now, entertain us. Isn't that, it's so weird um, how, and I just thought of this one, we can sing along to a song Mm -hmm. and not, listen to the lyrics and not realize and not realize what we're singing right but it becomes a mantra in your head yes. and you don't realize what you're saying listen to listen to the end. i'm worst at what i do best and for this gift i feel blessed okay. our little group has always been and always will until the end with the lights out it's less dangerous here we are now entertain us okay okay 1991 and the album was called Nevermind. <laughs> like the nothing generation the nothing generation right <laughs> and by the way uh for those of you who don't know kurt cobain killed himself yeah 
Um, here's 1992. It's the year I graduated from high school. That's going to be fun. Although, although you try to discredit, you still never edit. The needle, I'll thread it. Radically poetic. Standing with the fury that they had in 66. And like E-double, I'm mad. Still knee deep in the system's expletive. Hoover, he was a body remover. I'll give you a dose, but it'll never come close to the rage built up inside of me. There's a lot more to this. Do you know the song? I have no idea. It's so um, it's so weird when you just read it because I don't I, yeah. until I hear like a chorus. Okay, let me or... read a little bit <laughs> bit more. Okay. Um, with poetry, in my mind I flex, flip like Wilson. Vocals never lack in that finesse. What do I got to do? What do I got to do to wake you up? To shake you up? To break the structure up? Because blood still flows in the gutter. I'm like taking photos. Mad boy kicks open the shutter. I don't know. I'm just listening. Like we went from from mm-hmm. God in the beginning, and here we go. <laughs> let me. <laughs> this let is me, dark. It is. Let me fa- uh, skip down a few lines. 2020 visions and murals with metaphors. Networks at work keeping people calm. You know they murdered X and tried to b- blame it on Islam. He turned the power to the have-nots, and then came the shot. What was the price on his head? What was the price on his head? I think I heard a shot. I think I heard a shot. I have no idea. That is Rage Against the Machine, 1992. Okay. Okay. We're getting... I I think I was listening to country music in 1992. We're getting darker. (laughs) Give me me some George Strait and Alan Jackson, Randy Mm -hmm. Travis. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Clint Black, let's Shenandoah. Right. You know, I don't, no, let's not. Right, right. Okay, here's another one. 1994, just two years later. Uh-huh. I hurt myself today to see if I still feel. I focus on the pain, the only thing that's real. The needle tears a hole, the old familiar sting. Try to kill it all away, but I remember everything. What year is this? 94. Okay. So it's two years later. Right. What have I become my sweetest friend? Everyone I know goes away in the end. You could have it all. My empire of dirt. I will let you down. I will make you hurt. There's more to that. Any idea? I sort of knew the beginning, but then because you're reading it, there's no music with it. <laughs> right. So I'm I'm confused right. as to what it is. That's Nine Inch Nails. Oh. Again, it's called Hurt. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, Trent Reznor, who is Nine Inch Nails, uh-huh. um, he's cleaned himself up quite a bit. He's a he's a film composer now. He doesn't oh. really do the Nine Inch Nails thing anymore. And he actually won an Oscar in t- 2011 for The Social Network huh. for the musical score. Wow. There's pictures of him. If you look him up on the IMDb, there's pictures of, of him with a haircut and a tux. So... <laughs> Did he give his life to Christ? I don't think so. Oh, okay. I think he just found where the real money was. Oh, okay. Let's fast forward one more time. Last time. 2013. Let me start reading lyrics and you can tell me if you get this. All right. If you can't hear what I'm trying to say, if you can't read from the same page, maybe I'm going deaf. Maybe I'm going blind. Maybe I'm out of my mind. Okay, now he was close, tried to domesticate you, but you're an animal. Baby, it's in your nature. Just let me liberate you. You don't need no papers. That man is not your maker, and that's why I'm going to take good girl. I know you want it. I know you want it. I know you want it. You're a good girl. Can't can't let it get past me. 
You're far from plastic, all right. Talk about getting blasted. What? These are so these are so twisted. Like what, what is this? I hate these blurred lines. I know you want it, but you're a good girl. <gasps> blurred lines? Mm-hmm. No. Yes. I and I've never actually even listened to. Mm-hmm. Oh, just, we all know the song. We all know the song. I'm just thinking. Like, I like the the yeah. music. Yeah, the song's a good song. Uh, the way you grab me must want to get nasty. Go ahead, get at me. Oh, uh, okay, that's enough. I'm okay. done. Okay, cut it off. <laughs> a little bit more. What do they make dreams for when you got them jeans on? What do we need steam for? You the hottest bee in this place. There's more, but I'm. It starts getting yeah, really not raunchy. Really raunchy. And we now, listen to this stuff, and our kids are listening to this stuff. So this is this is Pharrell and Robin Thicke, who is the one who was. Uh, grinding and twerking with Miley Cyrus. Yeah, I remember that. Live on television. Yeah, I remember that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was going to do one more, but... Um, you mean so, the, the one right now that's popular? The one right now that's popular <laughs> by... Disgusting. By Cardi B. Dis- okay. Vulgar as vulgar gets. It is, and the song is called WAP. I'm not even going to say what it I'm even means. I'm not even going to say, because I, and this is the thing, like, I tried, and I can't even, I can't even discuss what the song means, because it's so vulgar. It's perverted and sexual. We'll just leave it at that. It is, it is beyond perverted. And that's and I, what kids, And I looked up the lyrics, uh, and I thought, well, maybe I can, maybe I can selectively edit. There's not a single line of that song that I can even read. Mm-hmm. Because it's so perverse. And our kids are listening to it. And our kids are listening Not to this. Kids. This has been number one on the charts for weeks. But kids, when we talk about the generations and what they're listening to, I mean, mm-hmm. we, the teenagers right now and young 20-somethings, like, this is their go-to. Yep. And it's, whoa. So you go from God bless the child. She even references the Bible in the mm-hmm. first verse. Yeah. To what do we have today? It's so, so perverted that you can't even explain what the title of the song means. Right. And so going back to Francis Schaeffer, and he was talking about mm-hmm. and and just giving markers to how culture and society is, mm-hmm. and, you know, in, in light of creation and God and... Mm-hmm. So when we oh. talked the other week, I know we got to wrap it up, but when we talked the other week about speaking different languages, mm-hmm. and I look at this and I and I look at the, the lyrics that we listened to and the lyrics that kids today are listening to, and I think it is, it is a foreign language because mm-hmm. it is so raunchy and so twisted perverse, mm-hmm. and it goes right along with accepting things like comprehensive sexual education mm-hmm. because and social emotional learning because what's the title of the robin thick song the lines are blurred yeah and incidentally just the video for that song is pornography mm-hmm. and your kids can watch it right now on youtube yeah all right it is it is full-on porn there it is the generational shift we are there i think we've been there for a while we've been there for a while all but right. So you guys, hey, thank you for joining us for Generational Perspectives mm-hmm. <laughs> and our rundown of the arts <laughs> through generations. <laughs> so why don't you 
tell them about the giveaway again and okay. the question. The giveaway is we're giving away our Christmas package, which is a signed book and DVD together of Inwood Drive. <laughs> our last, all you our gotta, latest documentary. All you got to do is answer this question. It's going to take a little digging. According to the Internet Movie Database, not including television series, how many film adaptations have been made? of a christmas carol all right there you have it i'm looking forward to see who's getting that one (laughs) well thank you guys for joining us and thank you for joining the journey of our filmmaking ministry we so appreciate you and are so glad that you are here if you want to learn more about our current project you can go to fearlessfeatures.org and you can find all things mind polluters and inwood drive which is already out and available Um, but you can look at our current film the mind polluters And we will talk to you again on Thursday. See you guys. See you.